being a no limit person, which means you are a person who is in charge of yourself. You can trust your instincts. You can be childlike and creative and do things just because it makes sense to you to do them. They make their lives what they want for themselves. They know there is no way to happiness, that happiness is the way. They don't complain. They don't gossip. They don't argue. They don't hold grudges because that takes up so much spiritual currency. Hi, welcome to the Soul Streaker Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Jake. Are you ready to feel all lit up and excited like you just ran through a field naked? I am. So drop that baggage and let your soul go streaking. Hi, Soul Streakers. Welcome to the first episode of season two of the Soul Streaker podcast. So exciting. I hope you love season one. Please leave me a comment and tell me what it is you would like to talk more about or less about or that you love or hate or just let me know that you're listening. I would love to hear from you. Today, we're going to talk about being a no limit person. That just sounds so amazing, so freeing. So I just ran through a field naked kind of vibe. I absolutely love it. So if you're as fired up and excited about this topic as I am, stick around because I'd love for you to come and listen. Hi, Megan. How are you? Jenna Jake, I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I have to say, I love your reels. People go on to Instagram at Megs Malloy. She has got, is it at Megs.Malloy? Dot. Megs.Malloy. She has got the best reels ever. You want to laugh and smile, just add some sweet treat to your day. Go on Instagram and check her out. She's a master of her craft. Thank you. It's like a a soul superfood bakery. Yeah. You know what? I was just talking to Barbara Heller. We did an episode this morning and we talked about so many things. It was a soul stew. Oh, love that. She has a whole podcast on forgiveness. I said, that is the superfood of spirituality. Megan and I talk about that all the time. Yes. She loved that. Oh, I would even go so far as to say that gratitude and forgiveness are the queen and king of the the soul. Yeah, for sure. I want to also give a shout out to my friend, Tim, who hypnotized me a couple of weeks ago, and he's brilliant at what he does. So thank you, Tim. Thank you for listening because he's been listening to our podcast. He's awesome. Yeah, he is the one who has dubbed us Mary and Rhoda, which <laughs> that's right. Totally agree. These two, Mary and Rhoda, are zany and they just adore each other. I love my 70s queens. Yeah, Mary and Rhoda, <laughs> queen of the 70s, along with Donna Summer. There's a few 70s queens. Farrah Fawcett, I think, reigned in the 70s. Yeah. What about Carol Burnett or was she more? 80s? Yes, definitely. Oh no. 70s queen as well. Carol Burnett and Cher. Oh yeah. Anyone else that I'm not thinking of? I did not mean to leave you out right now. <laughs> we're all Queens. Yeah. So today I want to talk about that. If people were charged for every complaint or every grudge they hold in terms of what that took in their spiritual arsenal or Vortex, if you want to go Abraham Hicks, how expensive is that? Who wants to pay that price? People don't see it that way. 
So stop thinking more about your underwear than you do your feelings and your energy because you're paying a spiritual price that you may not be wanting to pay. (laughs) Oh man, here I was spending all that time thinking about my underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I don't wear underwear. (laughs) That's funny. I was going to say, it's not even a boxer's brief conversation because I, I guess women could get into boxers these days. I think I knew someone who wears little shorty shorts. I do. I like the booty shorts because if I'm going to wear underwear, it's when I'm wearing a dress or something that's more revealing. I got that Catholic schoolgirl kind of thing going on where you wear shorts under your skirt. Yeah. But if you want it to be cute, so that's what I wear. Let's go with the bikinis and keep it moving. (laughs) Now that the audience needed to know what kind of underwear, now we've got them thinking more about underwear than energy. We've just done the opposite of what we were supposed to be trying to do. Stop thinking about underwear. Start thinking about your energy, people. (laughs) Okay, so become a no limit person, which is my new goal. I am so hopped up on this. I got some questions to get there. Okay. All right. So what would you do if you had six months to live? Love that, right? You're going to start with that one. So while you're thinking about that, I'll answer. So I'll give you a minute to think about that. So definitely I would want to spend a lot of time with a lot of dogs. And I don't mean men. (laughs) I mean like golden retrievers, golden doodles. I want to get a dog. So I would feel bad about only being around six months. I would want to fill my world with that kind of unconditional loving energy. Definitely wanted to be do podcasts, touch and be happy and help as many people as I could be as intimate with people, my family, as I could definitely travel some places. Definitely want to be in the same room with you. Oh, I know. Right. (laughs) Um, Start doing this now because even Wayne Dyer says, even if you have 30 years, it goes so quickly. Yes. So it's a really good exercise to think about what do I really want to do and why am I wasting any of that? Yes, you know, exactly. don't waste time on grudges and complaining and all that. No time for that. We yeah. got love, love to make. <laughs> right. Yes. And joy to experience, love to spread. Yeah. Oh, this question really just, you know, makes me a little verklempt. <laughs> <laughs> because as I worked at a cemetery, so That's- this has been top of mind for me for a while, but I wouldn't say top of mind because very few humans wake up and be like, what if this was my last day? I'm just going to go balls out and live that way it is a good practice to do and remind ourselves and make sure that we're on the right track. Right. So Jenna, gosh, I don't know if I had six months to live, gosh, I, I would hope for more than this for myself, but I feel like I would be paralyzed for five months of that. <laughs> the end is coming. And after a month be like, okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me just do all the things. That is a really good question. Let me try and answer one thing I would do. Yeah. Have experiences with my kids and tell all the people I love how I feel about them. I think about this sometimes because I've been to a lot of funerals because working at a cemetery, it's amazing how when somebody passes away, how much do people really know that person? I often think if I were to go, what would be said about me? And what do I want people to remember about me? 
That's another question. Right. What is your legacy? What do you want to be known for? You know, I do a lot of 360 evaluations in my job. When there's a hard worker, there's always a comment from a colleague who says, take time for yourself because you work too hard. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So someone's a really hard worker and one of their colleagues in the assessment, this is really about what are people saying about me? People comment anonymously. Mm. Someone always says to that person, you work too much. Take time for yourself. Yeah. Just really important. Are you really going to be worrying about that last work email at the end? Is that really what's so most important to you in life? Yeah. Well, that's one of the top five regrets of the dying is that they work too hard. Yeah. So tell people how you really feel. Take that trip. Visit that person. Do the thing. Do it. Yeah, do it. So that was really a, a great question for me, too. So when are you going to get a dog? That's what I'm wondering. That's a really good question. Uh, part of me is like, I want to do it now, but I, don't, I have rugs right now. My place is a little small and I'm thinking maybe definitely by summer, by August, I'm going to make this move with the dog. Okay. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm researching and trying to figure that out. Okay. Okay. If you had the six months, would you change your life? How would you change your life? Would you have the same job? Would you be in the same relationship? Where would you live? That kind of thing. Think about these kinds of things. Who would you choose to live with if you could live with anyone in the world and you had no past? You don't know your family. You didn't know you have a family. You're just mm-hmm. looking at places on a map. You don't realize, oh, I grew up in California or I grew up in New Jersey. So I'm thinking, yeah, I, I might be attracted to some palm trees and some ocean. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have that on the Jersey Shore? Actually, you know what? They do have palm trees. They implant them in the summer and then they die off. There never was palm trees growing up in New Jersey when I was a kid. All of a sudden now in certain areas of New Jersey, they do. You think you're in Florida and you're in New Jersey. It's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Certain places on this earth that you feel more comfortable at than others, right? Yeah. So at home in San Francisco, I don't know why I just do where like near where I grew up in Long Beach. I just feel very at home there. It's convenient that it's near my home. (laughs) I went to Portland. Not so much. I went to South America with my mom in the nineties and I felt so at home there. It was very weird. Came back and I changed my major to Spanish and I was a Spanish teacher. My mother did not feel that at all. It was very strange. We had completely different reactions to South America. Wow. Where in South America did you Venezuela in the nineties before it became what it is today. It was beautiful. One of the most beautiful places I've ever been is Venezuela. Gosh, isn't that funny? So you're feeling like you might want more of a warmer climate, palm trees kind of gal. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we have more questions here. Who would you choose to live with? If you could live with anyone in the world, Again, you have no past. Can I choose Tony Robbins? <laughs> I'm going to live with Wayne Dyer. So that's cool. Okay. <laughs> I just love his wisdom. I would want to live with people like that. That would inspire me. I could even have a whole house full of Esther Hicks, Wayne Dyer. I would want in the house. You could have Oprah in the hat. Ha- Oprah's in the house. House. <laughs> <laughs> Those kind of people. I wonder. So here I am in the house, right? With Wayne Dyer, Oprah, Abraham Hicks. You could throw Tony Robbins in there. 
Is there a fight in the kitchen over something? Are they fighting over who didn't change the toilet paper roll? Are these things happening in this house? I don't know. You would think that they would be involved, but I don't know. We're all I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, the grass is always greener. Yeah, the grass is always greener. I'm sure there'd be the red table in the house. This is where we'd have our have it out, have the conversations or the the table where we would have to talk about all our grievances. Ah, I like that. Yeah. I just love the idea of living with people that lift me up. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Bring out the best in you. And then the question becomes, are, am I surrounding myself with those people? And you know what? I am because I listen to these people every day. So I am surrounding myself with these people. How would this change my other relationships? I don't know. That's a good question. Did you come up with all these questions? No, I did not. I did okay. not. Well, they're good. They're really good. I did not come up with them. So I will give full credit. This is also a no limit. People Being someone that other people like being around and that you like being around. So when you are with yourself, you're in good company. Yes. If you are in a relationship out of obligation to anybody, you are a slave to them, to that relationship. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really good. And then also this idea of relationships being based on an obligation, lack dignity and relationships based on choice. They're really based on freedom and love, which I think is so interesting because I think about my older daughter with autism and there's a lot of quote unquote obligation in that, but there's also a lot of choice in that too. I don't know how that is with people that have special needs. I guess we could choose to abandon them. We could make that choice. It feels more like obligation. Maybe it is more choice than obligation. Interesting idea. So, okay. How much sleep would you get if you had no clock and you didn't know if it was day or night? I feel like I prioritize sleep, but (laughs) sleep does not always prioritize me because I often get up to pee and then I can't go back to sleep because my brain is getting downloads or processing things. I sleep a lot. There was a study done that they put people in a bunker and they didn't have specific meal times and they didn't know if it was day or night for 90 days. I could never be in a bunker for 90 days, first of all, with no daylight. Mm -hmm. But the average person slept 4.4 hours once they had no idea if it was day or night. Wow. I would sleep just because I wouldn't want to be in the freaking bunker. Right. (laughs) The next one is how much and when would you eat if there was no such thing as meal times? Mm, I don't know. I feel like I've got my eating schedule. Right. But the whole point of this is running on inner signals versus external signals. It's something to think about, to run your life on your own inner signals than what society dictates or what you're supposed to be doing. I I eat if I'm hungry. I try to stick to eating every three hours. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I just try to eat if I'm hungry. I notice if I do certain things, like I put more almond butter in my protein shake, I get away with two meals and a snack versus three meals, things like that. Mm -hmm. I love this one. What would you do if there was no such thing as money? So if we didn't have to pay our bills, this is what I would be doing. Oh yeah, for sure. I would add in right now. I just have such limited time though, because I have two small children, but if I had more time too, I would also love to work with people who are in halfway houses. There's one in the town I live 
called the Beacon House, and they work with young men who are in recovery. I would love to work with them to on self-esteem and public speaking. Children also could use uh, some help in the public speaking area because it gives you such confidence. Yeah. I would add that in. I love that. Okay. Yes. I would love to do volunteering as well and work with people one-on-one, put them through courses, write books, the things that I'm working on now. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love this one too. How old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? Oh, man, that's so funny. It reminds me of that interview with Kathy Heller interviewing Tony Robbins. He said, chronologically, I'm age 63. Chronologically, I'm 43. I wear my laps around the block with a badge of honor. I am so much more wise now than I was when I was 28, but I feel like I'm 28. (laughs) I I felt the same way that I wanted to be wise, but young, young. Mm -hmm. I really love the idea of being internally young, but wise. The fact of people aging, part of it is mental Mm because there's people that are in their nineties that are so productive. Look what Betty White was up to, up to 99. Yeah. There is a mental part to that. It's deciding to be eternally young. So I'm on that train. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah. Rhoda and Mary live on. (laughs) It's all about enjoying your life, doing things that bring you peace, doing things just because it feels good to you to do it and not letting this aging process mess with your attitude. Mm -hmm. What kind of personality would you have if you were starting today? We could have any personality that you wanted. Hmm. Gosh, what about you, Jenna? I think there's so much about my personality. I love my sense of humor and my sense of being happy and upbeat. Not only is the glass half full, but it's refillable. Love that. Yeah, but my cup runneth over. I love that. I love the way that I feel things. I care about people. I am neurotic, but at the same time, it makes me coachable and, and want to do things to help people and feel people and be empathetic to people. I definitely wish I was more organized, maybe just to have more of a sense of adventure. It's like me tweaked. Yes. Yeah. Just a couple quantum shifts. Yeah. So organization and adventure. And then that otherwise I'm, I'm perfect. (laughs) It's like the oven goes ding. Yeah. My friend and I used to joke, Oh my God, who would you be if you couldn't be yourself? That's obviously the best person to be. That kind of thing. That's for a joke. I, I hear you on the boss babe habits, like um, more organized. I'm definitely trying to do that this year and focus on that. Where I'm at in my life right now, I wish I had less fear of trying something new, like more of a scientist uh, mind frame and mindset and, and being less attached to the outcome, less afraid of rejection and all these things. I mean, you're a rock star. You got nothing to fear. You are awesome. <laughs> and the last one is how would you describe yourself with no labels? What kind of human being are you? What does being you mean to you? So this is all about shedding your education, shedding your identity as maybe even male or female, shedding your identity as whatever race you are, Mm -hmm. where you grew up. I say, I'd love to 
think of myself as kind and caring and genuine and fun and funny and a cheerleader for people. Those are the things that matter. Mm-hmm. I think so. Those all sound true to me. Yeah. 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 What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would s- describe myself too as fun and funny and uh, a little bit silly and childlike in some ways. I have a childlike wonder. I am called to reference the Clifton strengths that I found out earlier in the year. I feel like we're all connected, not just only karma. We have a responsibility as humans on this planet to each other to be kind and accepting and loving. I'm really interested in people. I like to make things a party. I'm empathetic and positive. And yeah, that's me. Awesome. It's all true too. It's all true. <laughs> anyway, you. How hard is that for us as women to say, I'm kind, I'm cool. I'm a badass. I'm funny and take up the space to do that. I think that's a great exercise just for us as women to do this. Is it really? Okay, good. I think more women should figure out what are their strengths and really embrace them and love them. I think that's a good foundation for self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. So this was all Wayne Dyer. I got to give him credit for this. This was all his questions. I don't know what these were his or he got them from somewhere. It was a Wayne Dyer recording that I heard about being a no limit person. We don't have room in our house, but you can sleep in the basement. Oh, it's awesome. All we have for breakfast is grapefruits with spots. Not a problem. I'll be looking forward to breakfast tomorrow. Just show up and just be your highest self. Everything is delicious. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jenna, it reminds me, I was listening to this book again. I keep coming back to it. The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. One of the first questions he asks is, are you willing to experience more joy in your life? Yeah. Some people aren't. And I was a podcast interview this morning and I said, people should just enjoy. And when you're enjoying something, you're actually enjoy. Yes. That's where you said that you feel in touch with your ancestors and the earth flow. Yes. That's where the magic is. It's in the joy. It's not in the sorrow. So Mm -hmm. people are looking to manifest and they're looking for magic and they're looking for alignment. And this is where our audience likes to be. Just get in joy. Just do a gratitude list of everything that you're excited about and grateful for. And it could be listening to us. (laughs) <laughs> I'll take it. I will take that. Thank yes. You. Receive it. Yeah. So yeah, let us know, send us a comment and our rating, and we will mention you in the next episode. We want to hear from you. Yeah. And thanks, Tim. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. appreciate it. So this was soul streaker for today. Just let's be no limit people. Woohoo. Woohoo. All right. Thank you so much for coming again, Megan. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, Jenna. Thank you for having me. I love these high vibe conversations. It just makes my day so special. Me too. Me too. Virtual hug. Virtual hugs. Oh my God. I got myself a hug ring. I'm so, I have to send you a hug ring. Mine says I am enough. (gasps) Oh, yeah. That is great. Yeah, you are. You're more than enough. Thank you so much. I uh, I love that. It's just any little things you can do to just make your day special. It's up to me to do it. Who else is going to do it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Soul Streaker Podcast. If you liked it, press that subscribe button, leave me a rating, and if you leave a comment, I'll mention you in the next episode. Please share this podcast with anybody you think might benefit from it. I'll be so grateful if you did. And don't forget to watch me on Lunchtime Live on Instagram at jenna.jake and check out my website, www.jennajake.com.